Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where we uh, we talk about DFS strategy, right? We got ownership for the for the main slate on, on Sunday for NFL. We got a showdown slate tonight we could talk about. We got tons of stuff going on. NBA is coming back in about two and a half weeks. And, uh, and I'm answering your questions in the YouTube chat about anything, anything you want. The tools here at Roto-Grinders, how to use the lineup builder, lineup HQ, how to build lineups in general. Lineups, not players. Remember that. And, uh, and so, so supposed to, supposed to post your questions in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs to start off your day. Give me those thummy thumbs. I'll wave my thumb at you until it happens. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I see you guys in there. Anthony Golden, Con Campbell, Sterling Woods, Real Life Pitcher, Max Coach, Heat Nation, Colin Lawson, Card Fan, CJ Welch, Joe Mac. Joe Mac. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We, we got some ownership, finally. Finally in for the, for the main slate. And uh, looking through some of this. And uh, be interesting. Is David Montgomery going to be chalk? Is he going to be the chalk? A Bears running back? David Montgomery, out of all people. Is he, chalk- is he chalky? Dalvin Cook's probably going to play, right? So we don't have to worry about Alexander Madison. Or we got that. He's questionable, but I, I think he's practicing. We'll see. Uh, what else do we have on the injury report? Let's see. Right. Daryl Henderson. Uh, I, I think I, I, he's going to play, but we don't know if he's going to split as much work with uh, with Sony Michelle. Let's look at the Pittsburgh wide receivers to figure out Julio Jones. Okay. Same stuff. Eli Mitchell. He's, he's, he's leaning towards playing and Curtis Samuel may be coming back. Right. He, he missed the first three games. So is he going to come back to a W a wide receiver two role? It seems like that's what we're projecting. Right. Three K. See the three K crapper du jour. I mean, we only have him at 2.1% ownership based on our projections, the grin iron IQ projections. He seems to be, seems to rate out pretty well. Pretty well. This is what I like doing. I mean, the ownership comes out Thursday. Okay, we get a little bit more of a sense. People are building lineups on Tuesday. I don't get that. I mean, even Thursday. I don't, I'm not even building lineups now. But I do do some research. You do some research, and you look. You look. You're looking at lineups. You're not looking at players. You're looking at lineups, right? All the stuff involving the players has already been computed for you, right? You got the you got the medians. You got the ownership. You got the floor and the ceiling. Right, it'll be a little bit better later in the week, right? I mean, it, it gets tweaked every day. You can just go build lineups and see what they look like. So you go, oh, I'm going to target this game. Well, what, 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 what showed you that you should be targeting that game for a DFS lineup? Outside of like, oh, they have a high total. Okay, sure, okay, I get it. But how about the lineup in general? So we're like, like, but simple research is like, I'll go in. I'm going to set myself, uh, you know, a, a double stack with a run back or something, whatever construction that you want, right? We're just going to put it in 100% of my lineups. Just go through one unique player who cares. I'll run 150, right? I don't care about flex exposure or whatever, just a 49.5 salary floor. Okay, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't, I don't, maybe I want, maybe you want to do it with all wide receivers. I don't know, whatever you feel like and just run it. Just run it to see, right? So I'm going to run. I'm going to run basically double stack with the run back type of lineups. Doesn't mean you have to run those types of lineups. You could do skinny stacks, no run backs, whatever you want to do. 
just to get a sense of like based on based on the current projections, what shows up the most. So you can take a look at the constructions. That's it. That's all. That's all you're doing. You don't know. You don't know how the things piece together. Right? You may go, oh, Josh Allen double stacks. They seem pretty good. And then you look and you're like, oh, they don't even rain out all that well because of all because of their price, their position, and what it gets you in the rest of your lineup. So going through, putting together, you know, 150, 300, you could do up to 300 on line page view. If you have something, if you, you could make it your own little optimizer in Excel and you could do, you know, 50,000 lines if you want. But go here and see what they look like, see what the ownership looks like in comparison. So you have something to compare it to. I mean, that's, I mean to me, that's simple. This, this is the research you should be doing. All the stuff with the with involving football is already is already in the projections. I know I say this all the time. I just have to reiterate it over and over and over again. We got new people here. I don't know. I don't know if they don't know. They don't know. Marshall Bolden Jr. Blender, can you explain the bump feature for for you? Oh yeah, if you want to bump someone's projection, so every time you bump, it's like a two percent upgrade. So if you don't want to change the actual projection, but it's like I'm not getting enough of. Devonte Adams or something like you could bump up. This will this will basically bump up their projection by two two percentage points when it sends it to the generator. For each one, you could go up to five, right? Or you could go down to minus five. And all of a sudden, the oh now the Curtis Samuel projection was removed from Line of HQ. Is he dead? Did someone die? Did Curtis Samuel just die in the middle of the show? <laughs> Someone got rid of the Curtis Samuel projection. Well, that, that's not, well, now we're going to run anything. I've got to run everything again. Someone got rid of the Curtis Samuel projection in the middle of me running lineups. Okay, but we're getting a lot, a lot of Cowboys. Okay, that, uh, I mean, I can tell right now, but I mean, Curtis Samuel is in a whole bunch of lineups. So let's, let's run this again. Right in the middle, right in the middle of a build. Just nope, nope. Curtis Samuel doesn't exist anymore. Okay, let's run this again. Now, now let's run this again. But yeah, that bump feature. So like when you, you're building lineups, you know, like I'm getting too much of someone and you don't necessarily want to screw around with the min maxes and the exposures or that's not working very well, depending on your the constraints you're putting on everywhere else. You go, okay, just give me, give me a little bit more, right? Bump up the projection a little bit, up or down. That's what the bump feature do. So you don't have to actually change the projection. You go, because oh, the easy way to, how do I get more Devontae Adams? Well, move his projection up from 23.28 to 26 it'll show up in more lines then but then you do that to everywhere and then you don't know what the original projection was to begin with so that's what you use the bump feature for if you want to use it these are these are things that if you need to use these things these are the things that you can some people some you, you could do with min max some you could do with bump something you could do with a million different ways the goal is to is to have the builder build the lines that you want not it's not going to tell you anything Oh, it's giving me. Well, if you don't want it, then tell it not to. I mean, it's very simple. So that's one of the ways to do so. Con Campbell, now that I feel like I get it, I can see myself going crazy, figuring out how much projection I want to give up for ownership. Not complaining, it's a good thing. Right, I mean, uh, you're guessing there. Essentially, you're guessing. Without running simulations, really, you're, you're guessing on how, how much our... Are, is one projection point worth in ownership, right? In median and then in ceiling also. 
is five, is 10. And it depends on how much ownership you're getting. So it's like, yeah, I don't mind giving up 20 points in ownership in, in, uh, in projection. If I'm, if I have a lineup that's 20% total owned. In that case, maybe it's, maybe it's worth it. So you can have different lineups at different ownership levels. You don't have to go by one ownership level. I'm going to build all my lineups for a hundred percent total owner uh, for a hundred percent total ownership. Whatever happens in that range. It's like, no, you can build ones with 60. You can build ones with 110, build ones with 50. As long as, as long as, long as you're trying to maintain the highest projection by doing so. How much is it worth? Different slates will be worth different things depending on what players are available. Okay, so I, I, ran, uh, I, ran, I ran all the double stacks that I could. I'm getting like 92% Dak Prescott. So basically the Cowboys-Panthers game comes up the most, which is what I expected anyway. We get some Justin Fields. We actually got one Justin Fields lineup. Fields, Mooney, Komet with, uh, with who, who's the run back here? DeAndre Swift. Okay. So if you didn't know beforehand, it's like, okay, I guess from a projection standpoint, these, these, these Cowboys, these Cowboys-Panthers games seems the best. So you see the first lineup, 148, a projection 121 percentage points owned which is fairly chalky right so he's a darnold terrence marshall jr dj moore with amari cooper run back and then you got montgomery and kamara in most of these lines right right montgomery in 86 percent but not kamara is only in 30 percent. so like seems like you know montgomery is the one that keeps your projection the highest for the cheapest cost that running back at least then at wide receiver you got a lot of Devontae, you got a lot of Devontae Adams. Okay, that makes sense. You're paying up. A lot of this is wide receiver in the flex. Well, this one isn't. Mike Davis, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery. This one is a Prescott, Cooper, Schultz lineup. 124.9 ownership-wise. Let's take a look at some tight ends. You get Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. And then Evan Ingram as a one-off. Okay, I see that there. DSTs, yeah, you get the cheaper ones. Falcons, Seahawks, Jets. That's what I would have expected. The Lions, I guess, right? You know, one of those, the cheaper range guys down there. Okay. So now you're looking at this, okay, well, well Cowboys-Panthers. Now, how do, how do I make a Cowboys-Panthers lineup that is, uh, that is, you know, in the top 150, if we go by projected ownership low to high. Okay. So look, 146.25 projection at 103.2 ownership. The top lineup out of all of these is 148.3, okay? So that's the top lineup out of 150. Most, and most of them, these are, are Carolina, uh, Carolina Cowboy stacks. And the bottom one is 144.9. So not that, not that wide of a range. So about 145 to about 148. So a three-point a three range. So you have 148.3, 121 over here. So if you were going to play, obviously most of, most of these are this game stack. So you, we're pretty much just looking at these game stacks. So if we just go by ownership, it's like, okay, if this one is lower owned, then the next highest rejected one, you should get rid of it. So if we do, if we, you'd use that exercise of, you know, if, if we're only trying to play, you know, uh, 20 of these, 10 of these, five of these, like we want to get rid of the ones that are more owned that have a lower projection in theory. 
if we don't take out, if we take away diversification, right? Just in, in concept. So we just, we start eliminating them, right? 123. So this is how we could get more, more of a clarity on how much projection ownership may be worth, may. And I'm using the term may. So right now I'm looking for a lineup that is under 121% total ownership. And remember, this is a blunt way of doing it. The concept, understand the concept more than, than oh, this is what I do. No, this is not the, this is not the perfect way of doing it. Cumulative ownership, ownership sum is not is not is, is a blunt way of conforming to this concept. It's not the perfect way of doing so. There are probably there could be there are lineups that are actually higher owned that may actually be more leveraged based on the exact construction. You know, there's a difference between playing two 15% owned players and one 25% owned player and one 5% owned player. They still add up the 30, but the second one is actually more leveraged. But that doesn't take into if you're just going by the total, you're not taking that into account. If you want to, I guess you can. But I'm just showing you the concept. Right. The bare basic concept is you want to get the highest rejection for the lowest ownership. So if there's a lineup that is owned more in a lower projection, why would you want it in comparison to the lineup above it? So we're going through, see if we could find any line. I mean, I'm just going through to see fine. Okay. 121.3. No, it's still well, yeah, yeah. We're gonna give up one point of projection and bear and not and have slightly higher ownership. So I'm basically looking for something under 121 for these, for the basically, basically most of these lines, other than that one lineup is a Cowboys Panthers kind of game stack. Okay, here we go. 112.7 ownership wise. And you're sacrificing about a point, right? A little over a point. Okay. So we're going to keep this lineup. So now we're, now we're looking for a lineup that's under 112.7. Okay. So I'm going to go through. I'm not sure if we're gonna how many we're gonna find. One twelve point seven. Let's keep on going. One oh eight. Okay, we got a one oh eight. The difference between this is only what point one one. Okay, that that doesn't seem that bad at all. So now we're looking for under one oh eight. Oh, there was the one oh five. Well, I missed it. <laughs> there was a one oh five. I would have to run it again. I'm doing this too fast. So now we're looking for under 105 because technically we missed that line. <laughs> Let's see. Can we find anything? 107.7. Okay. We could leave that there. We'll act like that 105 lineup doesn't exist. <laughs> so I didn't think I would have to go through 150 lineups in order to do this. So let's see. 113. I mean, the lowest one was like 103. So it's not like we're going to find many in between, right? I think the lowest one was, I mean, let's see. One ten? No, we need to be one oh seven. Let's go through. What I'm doing is just is just an exercise. You could do it too. One oh five. Okay, one oh five. That's lower. We're giving up a little point point two five, I guess. So not that much. So now we have to beat one oh five. even though we had that 105 lineup from before, but we'll act like it doesn't exist. 
They're getting rid of these lineups. Let's see, how many more lineups do we have? We got 106.9. No, that doesn't beat 105. I think, I mean, I, I think there's only one lineup left that should beat this. Uh, I do it faster, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared of missing a lineup. 103, okay, we missed it. Okay, whatever. I'm going to get rid of all these lineups. Delete all lineups below. There you go. Bye-bye. Okay. So let's say we got it down to these four lineups. One, two, three, four, five lineups. So you see here, 148.3 at 121. So now you're sacrificing about a point for about nine, eight, eight percentage points of ownership. Okay. So if you keep that scale, that may be fine. So this one is 108 and you're getting, you're getting a little bit less projection, a little bit less here. 146.57. So the difference between this and this isn't that dramatic. So it seems like most of these lineups are about the same, right? This is the highest projected lineup as a 121 ownership, okay? So in comparison, that's highest projected, but also highest stone. So I think you're, sacrific you're, you're, you're sacrificing the appropriate amount of projection. So like the last lineup that we have here, well, this is a Justin's Fields lineup, so let's get rid of that. So we're just dealing with the Dak Prescott or Sam Darnold stack. So if we see here that the top lineup is 148 or and something, and this is 146 and something, so that's two points in projection. The ownership difference is what? 15, 15 points in ownership. So if we find a lineup that is now at like 144 and it's at like 93% total ownership, from a scaling perspective, you'd go, okay, that, that sounds about that's a sounds about right for. For, for Dak Prescott type of lineups. So you kind of get a, get a general range of how much projection should you be giving up for the ownership. You'll be able to find those lineups. So if we go down, we go, okay, let's say we want uh, Dak Prescott lineups, right? We're going to get rid of the Sam Dunn ones, okay? So we got these ones, 147, 147, 146.82. These are all around 112, 108, 107. So let's say we want to find more, right? And we're not worried about diversification, right? Yeah, they all have Devontae Adams. But this is irrespective of diversification. So it's like, okay, I want to see if, how many more I could find of Dak Prescott underneath 107.7, something like that. Okay, so I'm going to go into build rules and I'm going to set the max total at like 107, okay? I'm going to lock in I'm going to lock in Dak Prescott. We're trying to find if what lineups there are and how much projection are we giving. So let's let's just make 50, okay? Everything else I'm just leaving open so they can make whatever it wants to make, right? So I'm going to build 50 like this. Let's go through the YouTube chat. Uh. Joe Clary, is this right? If player probability is higher than percentage O's, it's a good play. Well, the ceiling is always like, depends on what is listed as the ceiling projection. 
the gridiron IQ projections, the ceiling is the 84th percentile, I, I believe. So that's 16, 16% of the time that number will happen or more. Let's see. Okay, so we got the 50 lineups here, right? So we have in our first build, right? Let's get rid of the, the really first one, the one with Curtis Samuel in it. Let's, come on, delete. Well, I deleted that one also, okay. So in our, in, our fir in our first one, we had like 148 at 112. We had 146 or so at like 107, right? So that's what we're getting, 146.98 at 105. Okay, so this is a pretty good lineup. 146 at 106. So we're going to do the same exact process as before, getting rid of the lineups that are higher owned than that one on, above that's projected. We had 99 here. Let's see if we could beat 99. 92, 92. So I hope you understand what I'm doing here. Like understand that this, this total ownership of this lineup above is 92%. Its projection is 145.9. So why would you play a lineup that projects for 145.69, which is lower projected, but it has a higher ownership. It's 106.2% owned. Why, if you had to choose between the two, you choose the top one, right? So we're trying to find lineups that are lower owned for the fact that they're lower projected. So that's why I'm eliminating the ones that don't fit that criteria. So I need to find a lineup that, because it's sorted by owner, it's sorted by fantasy points. So this whole thing is, it goes projection down. So I'm looking for lineups that could beat 92 percentage owner, uh, ownership percentage points. Without accidentally misclicking on something and deleting one that, that does. Right, so going through, since we only got 50, I let, if it was 150, this would take forever. 100, can anything beat 92? We just scroll down and see instead of just clicking on all of them. 95. No, okay. So we can't beat 92. So where's this 92 line? Delete all lineups below. Delete this. Okay. So now we're finding lineups that remember the top one was 148 or so in projection and 121 in ownership. Right? Something like that. So now we're sacrificing about two points and gaining like 20 percentage points in ownership, right? So here, we would keep on going down the scale. So this, this one is slightly lower owned, slightly lower projected. Here's 145.9 at 92. So it's a fairly, it's, it's not that dramatic of a drop-off in projection. It's only a 0.17 difference in projection, but you're getting rid of like seven per, uh, percentage points in ownership. It's like this lineup over here, this would be pretty good. Right, Dak Prescott, Mari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, DJ Moore run back. You have Gibson and Montgomery. So you're still playing a chalky Montgomery. I mean, you're still playing a chalky stack. You're still playing Montgomery and you're still playing Adams. But now you're playing Corey Davis at like 1% off. Revenge game. It's a revenge game, right? He's facing uh, Tennessee. We have Gibson at 2% off. I mean, this obviously assumes that this ownership is projected correctly. 
Vikings, 2% on defense. So it's like, okay, th- this is a lineup that you can, what's wrong with this? Like 30, 30 percentage points ownership less and only projects for two and a half points lower than the top line. So we're going to look at that, right? So I'm going to save that line, this line. Right, do we want to play anything above it? Maybe not. Maybe we want to play stuff that's even below this. So this was 92% owned, total ownership, 105.9. So let's, maybe we could find ones that are close to that also. So you know what we do? Let's go back to build rules. Max total ownership, we put as, we'll put as 93, right? And we'll build 50 more. Let's see what comes out. We found a nice little range, nice little place. It's like, okay, that line, that lineup doesn't project to two and a half points lower, and you get you get rid of a decent amount of ownership. How many other lineups are in that range? Maybe there's maybe the, they, maybe there's 10 lineups that are extremely close to that. You don't have to play that one lineup. Maybe there's 10 to choose from. Maybe you play all 10. Who knows? So we can go through. Okay, so I, I saved that line. So that lineup is 145.9 at 92. Okay, so we're looking to beat that. So here's one, okay, and then we got the, the first one that comes out is 145.9 at 92. That is safe. Okay, this is 145.37 at 91. So that's close, right? This one has CeeDee Lamb and Cooper in it. Doesn't have David Montgomery though, but has Michael Carter in there. Okay, so that, that's a candidate, right? Here's another one at 91% owned. Has Chase Edmonds in it. So we're going we're gonna to start saving these, right? If it, if it meet, meets our criteria, right? Around 145 and 90, 90 or so ownership, 145. Here's 145 and 89.8. Okay, that meets our criteria. 91. I mean, it does if you want for, for diversification fact, but we're, we're, we're going down there. So I'm going to get rid of that. 144.8 at 90. 144.8 at 92. 91. Okay, now now maybe now we're starting to give up a little bit more projections. So I want to see stuff in the 80s. Okay, here, 87.8. 144.69 at 87.8. So we'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep that. Um, we'll keep that. Let's see. Okay, here's one. 144.67 at 86% ownership. Okay, this is pretty good. I'll save this. Fits within our range, right? So we're looking for something that could possibly beat that. Here's 85% ownership, not that much difference. So we're going to save that, right? It's in, it's in our range. Okay, 92. Now we're, now we're getting a little bit further away. 92, 92, 92, 87. Okay, this is fine. 144. I mean, it doesn't beat out the lineup above it. So maybe we pass on it. All right, we pass on it. Here's 84, 84.2. Doesn't give up much, 0.09 projection difference. Okay, that fits That fits our range. Okay, so we're going to go down here. No. I mean, still, this is close enough within the range. If you wanted to play these lineups, these are fine. 144 at 8. Okay, another very similar lineup. It's, this fits our range also. Here's another one that fits our range. Right? 85.6 ownership. You could select that one, but basically we want to get rid of the 90s now. All right, we're getting rid of the 90s, 89% owned. Can we find one that's under 80, like around 84, 85? 
85.6, how much projection we're giving up. And it's not that much different. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that's a candidate. Go through 87. Still looking at 85, 86.6. Not that this is a candidate also. So we'll get we'll keep that one also. I see an 83.8 lineup, 144. Still within our range. I'll keep that. Here's another one in our range. We'll keep that. 144 at 83. We'll keep that. 89, 89, 85. <clears throat> now we're getting down to the 143.97 projections. Okay. So we kept, we kept, we found a whole bunch of lineups that were in a similar range. There are 14 lineups. Now let's go to them. Right. We go to these lineups. Of course, they all have Amari Cooper in it because we're obviously these are all Dak Prescott stacks. Now, in order to get rid of to get rid of a lot of that ownership, I mean, where's David Montgomery? Essentially, he's the one that's oh, we got him in two lineups out of the 14. We've got Adams in, in 10 out of the 14. Obviously, we got Panthers in it because we're gonna have to the Panthers are a run back to the Prescott stacks. But look, look how diverse this lineup set is. If I told you all these lineups were equal to one another, equal from an expected value standpoint, and you could only pick three of them. Like, feel free to pick any three you want. Right? Two of them have Derek Henry. Two of them have Michael Carter. But if for whatever reason, you're like, I can't play Michael Carter, then don't play those lineups. That's perfectly fine. You could say, based on our projections, these two Michael Carter lineups, like if you just take the name off it and the team and you go $4,500 running back at 9.6% own, owned that has a median of 12.46, then you'd play them. Then you'd, that, what does it matter? Take the names off of this. But if for whatever reason, you don't want to play Michael Carter and you, you, you out of these 14 lineups, you only wanted to play five of them, then don't play the Michael Carter ones. That's fine. But like all these, all these lineups that I'm pulling out, theoretically, are, are about equal to each other the, in the blunt method that we're doing. And I'm pretty sure that if we, if we put in, I want to see lineups that are 85 or below or whatever, and you can continue to find. You can find lineups that are 142 projection with like 63% ownership or something. And then just, you can continue going down that route. Maybe you find 50 lineups that, that, that fit the scale of the ownership and projection that it is, and then play, play whichever ones you want, right? Obviously, the ones that are the lowest owned have the highest standard deviation, typically. So now that you found 50 of those that Prescott stacks in that configuration, because then now you're going go to go to find the Dak Prescott stacks that are skinny, right? The ones that don't have a run back, right? I'm just showing the very, very micro way of doing it to show the concept. Once you get a hang of how, how this all works, you can do this all, you can kind of build all at once with all these types of stacks and compare them to each other. You go, I'm going to build 300 lineups and pare it down from there with different stacks. How about the Dak Prescott versus the Josh Allen versus the, and then you could look, you could look and go, what's the ownership? What's the projection? What's worth? Is this Dak Prescott lineup better than that Josh Allen? If you're playing 150 and you want to play them both, go, go, go. Of course, you can play them both. 
If you want to pare down something, then this is what this is what you should be doing. And if you don't want to play a certain player, then don't play. But I mean, just understand that the math is there for a reason. Okay, let's see. Go through the YouTube chat. Apocalypse. I understand it varies by position regarding RGV, but how low is too low for running back wide receiver in particular? All RGV is is a salary adjusted, a plus minus of the salary adjusted value, right? So obviously the more raw points that you get, the higher the RGV is going to be for the, for the salary. So someone could be a great point per dollar player, but not be the greatest salary adjusted value because you know, getting, a, getting 15 points out of a 3K player it's still not that many raw points. That's what RGV is. It's the plus minus of the salary adjusted value. Typically tight ends typically don't rate out that well when it comes to that. But no, there's no how low is too low. It depends on the line. You're still, you're talking about apocalypse. You're talking about players. I'm talking about lineups. Obviously, someone that has a poor RGV, salary adjusted value plus minus, but they're in a stack and the lineup makes sense, projection and ownership-wise, then who cares? That's a, So it doesn't matter. Most likely, you're not playing guys with poor salary-adjusted value plus minuses as one-offs. Typically, that's not gonna, it's not going to work out that way. Typically, I mean, you run the lineups and see. You're probably not going to see them in the lineups much, if at all. Smooth Jimmy Apollo in a vacuum. In a vacuum. Well, you sacrifice projection for leverage in smaller field tournaments, of course. You're more concerned about projection and take leverage where it falls. In You're doing the same thing. Just the amount of leverage that you need in smaller field tournaments is lower. That's it. Do you have to play, do you have to play a 63% total owned lineup in a 200 to 1,000 person GPP? No, you don't. But do you play a cash lineup? No, of course not. So it's obviously there's a scale somewhere in between the two. Oh, let's see. Heat Nation. But having success with super stacks and very small field stuff, right? Interesting to see how it works in NBA with a 3v3 and a high total under own game. I, it could. I mean, but I mean, understand the correlation in NBA is not, is not strong at all. I'm more inclined to just go with value. Because we'll see every day in NBA, some guy will be out, this guy will be in, three players will be mispriced. But I'm not, I don't, I don't care that much about stacking. Like three, three, there's six players from the same game in a lineup. I don't mind stacking one, one, two, one, you know, two sides of a game, but not like three sides. And obviously the two game slate, there's only, there's only so many players to choose from. Tell me a nine to 11 game slate in NBA. It's unlike, and it's, even in small fields, small fields, you jam in, pretty much play a cash lineup and then like switch out two guys. I think you're fine there doing something more like that than, because than, there's just the NBA, those correlations are just so weak. NFL is much, much higher, much stronger correlation than NBA. Uh, Donnie Watson, QQ, uh, looking at early ownership projections, uh, lots of Carolina and Dallas. Yes, that's exactly what we run. Would you likely run a lot or at least over the field of Zeke and Chuba at their ownership for leverage? Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're thinking. You're, you're, you're thinking strategically. Correct. Yes. The more that Carolina and that Carolina-Dallas game, 
the passing stacks, the Prescott, Darnold, DJ Moore, Cooper, that those type of stacks, the more I'm interested in Zeke and Chuba. Yes, absolutely. Do they do they even project well? They probably project decently enough that they, it's not like you have to sacrifice that much projection to get that in. But I'm more likely like Zeke and Chuba, maybe not together, but one of them in a lineup where you're stacking some other game. Yeah, as leverage. So obviously you wouldn't be stacking the, the right. You'd be playing the whatever, you know, the, the Vikings or whoever, whoever, what other other team. And then as you're one of your running backs, you play Hubbard or Zeke. Right, you're, you're thinking strategically, absolutely. Uh, Warriors 22, how do you calculate the lineup ownership percentage and project it against the contest you are entering? Well, if you want to look for, especially in showdown, you want to look for like duplication factor. It's another blunt way of doing it is that you just multiply the numbers by each other then multiply it by the size of the field. And anything, if you're under one, that means you're more likely to be unique. But of course, like I said, there's a blunt way of doing so because we're not taking into account that people tend to correlate their lines, right? If you multiply this, the... It's not individual based. Like every Amari Cooper lineup is not separate for every Dak Prescott lineup. Dak Prescott lineups are more likely to have Cooper in it. So you can multiply 0 .9, 0.09 times 0 .09 times 0 .02 times 0 .15 times 0 .1. And then you're playing in a 7 million, whatever field, and then multiply it by that. The number is under one. That means that you should be more likely to be unique. The number comes out to be 340. Most likely you're playing a lineup that's going to be duplicated God knows how many times. That's what that's a that's a very blunt way of doing it. Very blunt. I'm I'm using the term very blunt. But I, I give you the very blunt ways to do it because you may not have a degree in applied mathematics and know how to do any type of computer programming or be a computer whiz in any way to do these in in probably more precise methods. But these are ways to do it in very blunt methods. Just like ownership sum is a very blunt metric. It's not, it's not the most accurate me method to do something with. <sighs> DJA dog 3K playing MLB. I was asking myself if I could play the highest owned stack. And it said, yes, if I have a low owned pitcher. Right. I finally learned what lineups not players means. Yeah, that's exactly what lineups not players means. You can play anyone you want. It depends who's in the rest of the lineup. I mean, that's, I mean, look at the exercise that I was going through right now. I wasn't even caring about who was in the lineup, right? Just going, okay, can I play a chalky cowboy stack and still be fine? Well, I look, I found them. I look, I, I found these. Not even sacrificing all that much projection and still, you know, Still having Devontae Adams in some of these lineups and, and David Montgomery. Right. All you need to do is play a 1% on Corey Davis. Right? I mean, that there you go. And he seems to project decently for that ownership as of now, as of right now. Assuming he's only 1% on, maybe he ends up being 3% on. And this lineup isn't as good as it looks, right? I mean, the, it's all based on these numbers, right? And we're looking on Thursday morning. Right, so you're going through it. Oh, Chase Edmonds is in this lineup. Oh, 
I didn't choose Chase Edmonds. It's like, oh, why'd you play that lineup? Why'd you play Chase Edmonds? Let's say he goes off at 30 points. I don't know. He fit. For his projection, his ownership, he fit in the lineup. End of story. So we could go to any, we could go to anything. So let's say we want to go to uh we're just we're just we're just researching. So uh, Matt, Matt Stafford, right? We want to the, the the Rams game with Cup and whatever. Oh, let me let, let me see what these lineups look like. So I'm gonna run 50 lineups and I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to run them at the same rate as the ones that we have. Okay. So basically, in these saved lineups that we have, we have like 145, 140, somewhere between 144 and 146 at 92% owned, right? So we're, we're looking for something in that range, right? So if we, could find, if we could find lineups that match these, that are RAM stacks, let's see what they are, okay? So I'm going to run Stafford lineups. I'm going to put nine, I'll keep it at 93, right? So we're looking max total lineup ownership is 93. And let's see what we find. Can we find can we find ones that compare to the to the Prescott lineups? We'll see. I don't know. I don't even know the answer. I mean, I do know the answer, kind of. We're, we're, we're going to find less of them. We're not going to find 50 of them. We're going to actually find less of them. As of now, obviously, like I keep on saying, the numbers as of now, as of Thursday morning, gridiron IQ projections. So let's look at these Stafford lineups. Okay. Oh, see, we give up a decent amount of projection. Look, 143.95, right? So we look at our save lineups, right? Look, we could get 92% on lineups at two points higher than what we're looking at. Right. So we need lower. So if we're going to give up even more projection, we need lower ownership. So these Stafford lineups aren't cutting it at one at this level. Right. We need like 80. We need under 80 percent owned to be giving up this much projection in comparison to the other to the, the Prescott lineups. So let's go through these. Let's see if we could find. 86 percent owned. OK. Let's try to find the best of the bunch. 88. We're giving up a decent amount of projection. 86. We have to beat 86. 84. 84. 91. 83. 83. Let's see. We beat 83. 80. Okay, 80. We got an 81 down there. Obviously, you could run more lineups and find more lineups, right? I only ran the top 50. 86. I don't think we're going to be able to beat 80. 85. Let's see if we could beat 80. Come on. Seventy-eight. We got a 78 over here. Giving up a lot more projection, though. Okay. So we got some, we got a couple, we got 143.5 at 86. So let's take a look at these Cowboys lineups, right? Where's an 86% owned lineups? Like 145, 144 and a half, right? So these are like 144 and a half for that ownership, right? Right, we're giving up a point just to have the same type, same type of ownership. So they're not necessarily equal to each other. 
but maybe we got, you know, maybe two of these lineups, maybe, right? Let's save these two. Right here, the two Stafford lineups. So we go down to the bottom, right? So look, we're giving up, a, like from the last Prescott lineup to that first, that 80% owned Stafford lineup, we're giving up about a point and a half in projection, but not really dropping all that much. About 3% in ownership. We're giving even more and not dropping off even more. So these Stafford lineups don't compare all that well. Not horribly, but not all that well in comparison to the uh, Dak Prescott lineups. We may actually have to find ones that are even lower. Right, so if I get rid of these, and let's see if we could find ones that are under, under 80. Right, even under that, maybe 70, 78. Let's go by 78. But we don't want to give up like anything that's under like 140, maybe 141 at that at that ownership may not even be good enough. In fact, let, let, let's make it even lower. Right. Build rules. Let's let's look at 70, 70, 74. Let's see what we could find. Can we find any of these lineups that are at least over 140 point projections? I'm not sure. Maybe that maybe then we're in the comparable range to the to the Dak Prescott lineups that we built. Okay, let's see what comes up first. It's almost there. Come on. Okay. Okay, 141.55 at 73. Okay, so we're get we're getting some. Okay. 144, 140. Okay, these these aren't that bad. Get rid of some of the ones that are underneath. 68.1. Yeah, let's just get rid of okay. Delete all the lineups below. Okay, we got a couple here, a couple of candidates, right? 68, 73. So let's save these and compare them to the Cowboys lineups, right? So we go to the, our save lineups again, right? Obviously, they're going to be at the bottom, right? So the lowest Cowboys lineup that we had that we were fine with, we're going to be dropping two, two and a half points and getting 10 in ownership. So that was better than the last run that we did. This is three points and you're getting a little, okay, you get rid of this one. Cause we're dropping another like half a point and getting a little bit less ownership, even a little bit less here. <coughs> so these lineups, these, these Stafford lineups aren't that bad in comparison to the Prescott line. Not in general, just in comparison to the Prescott lineup. So here's Stafford Woods Cup with a run back of Chase Edmonds. We have Engram Henry Gibson. So we take a look at these and we go, these, these Stafford lineups are just like, they're coming close, but it's, it's hard to cut it. But what happens if we didn't stack that way? What happens if we just stacked skinny stack? 
Okay, so let's run these skinny stacks. Let's just run 20. And let's up them to that same range of those, those Cowboys liners, like 90. So I'm going to build 20 just to make it fast. So this is will have either cup or woods in it, not both. It's not going to be a double stack. It's going to be a single stack with a run back. So, you know, skinny stack. Okay. See, now we're getting there. Oh, look, 145.28 at 88. Look at these lineups. Right. If we go to our top Dak Prescott lineups, 145.9 at 92. Right. 145 at 91. 145 at 91, 145 at 89, right? And then we go to our now single stack, skinny stack, Rams. Now we're getting in that range. Look, 144.96 at 83. These are much better, right? So we get rid of the ones that are lower owned, that are too high owned for their projections, right? Here, 82.9. And let's just delete all the lineups below for speed purposes. So let's save these. So we're going to save these and then compare them to the Cowboys just to show you. Right? You got, okay, so in this range, we've got 145.9 at 92. 145 at 91, 145 at 91, 145 at 88. So here, here you go. Look at these two lineups. Actually, this Rams skinny stack lineup is slightly better than the, this, the, the one of the Dak Prescott lineups that we saved, right? This one is 145.28 at 88.7. This is 145.03 at 89.8. So, I mean... We're talking about very marginal stuff, but yeah. So this would be Stafford plus Woods plus Chase Edmonds. And then you have Gibson, Cooper, Moore. You still got Cooper and Moore in there. Engram, Adams. And you still got chalky guys in here. Right, we go to, here's another Matthew Stafford line with the, with the skinny stack. 83 percentage points. It's actually better than some of these Dak Prescott lineups. Like we did the same exercises before is getting rid of the lineups that are that are higher owned underneath, right? We'd get rid of this one, right? 91, 88, 88, 83. We'd get rid of this one, get rid of this one, get rid of this one, get rid of that one. 84.2. So 83.2, we got to beat. 83.2, 83.1, okay. 82.9. 73, 69. These are the these are the double stack lineups from before. So now that we got rid of those, now we actually have we actually have six Stafford line like like some of those Stafford single stack type of lineups, skinny stack if you want to call it with the run back, actually beat out some of those Dak Prescott lineups at the same ownership. Right. So we got in this range we got if we get rid of even the lower the double stack lineups. Like we already said that these lineups aren't aren't the greatest. We get rid of these Stafford double stacks. This is a single stack, right? Okay. So we got six lineups here. Stafford is in three of them and Prescott's in three of them. Right? So these Prescott lineups and these Stafford lineups are about equal to each other. Right? Similar projections, similar ownership. 
but you needed to do the single, you needed to do the single stack in order to get it to that point. Right? Double the double stacks were too low projected for their ownership. The single stacks are fine. There you go. Different and different people. And like I said, am I talking about who's in these lineups? No, I'm talking about just, just the top line numbers, just the quarterbacks, just the main stack part of the lineup, and that's it. You could and then. We could do this and go and go to, we'll go to Patrick Mahomes and you do the same thing. And you could probably find in this range of like 145, somewhere between 143 and 146 and somewhere between 80 and 90% ownership, you could probably find a lineup for nearly every stack type of, you know, stack type on any quarterback in the entire slate. Jacoby Brissett, we probably could find a lineup, maybe. Can we? Maybe let, let's experiment with that. All right? Who's the crappiest quarterback on this list? Who's the one that actually projects the worst? That's going to play. And Taysom Hill ain't a, he's, he doesn't count. Like Trey Lance, Davis Mills, right? To Houston. Can we find anything? Probably single stack with a run back. Like what do we find if, if Davis Mills? Right, I put I put in the ninety percent ownership. Right, ninety. Okay, let's see if we can pull. Let's see, do, do they exist? Does any of them exist? Okay, one thirty nine. Okay, it's closer, closer than I thought. So, in order to find a lineup that comes close to our Stafford and Prescott lineups, like we have to sacrifice like probably like five or six points in order to get there. With Davis Mills, with the Houston, with Houston, right? These probably don't cut it, right? You're just giving up too much. You're giving up five points of projection for no reason, right? Like, why would you play a lineup that one thirty eight point four six at eighty nine percent ownership when we already have plenty of lineups that have a six point higher projection at the same ownership, right? So it doesn't look like doesn't look like Davis Mills is going to be. Uh, I'm gonna, don't think I'm going to have any of them. Any any Texans stacks, but look, how would you know that? Well, I ran I ran the lineups. So whenever I say, people ask, you know, well, how do you know? Well, run the lineups, run the lineups and see. I may not even know yet. I don't even know. Run the lineups and see. Uh, Con Campbell says football is so variant, and with the goal of trying to make the top one percent of the lineups, doing only this can help you make. Could help make you competitive. Yes. If you get a top 1% line, a variance will determine the winner. That's correct. Key line. Great show. I've been playing DFS for four years. Learn more in the past two days of watching your show. Keep up the great work. Keep out of my contests. Keep out of my contests. I'm going to make people too good. Matthew Nelson. How should we be thinking about ceiling projections for players on the same team? Obviously, once you add the correlation, their ceiling gets boosted. That's one thing that lineup HU doesn't do is, is correlation boosts. When one guy's in lineup, boost another guy by 10%, right? That's not built into these numbers. You have to judge, you kind of have to judge that for yourself. Uh, let's see, Michael Papadopoulos in a 1,000 entry GPP. Does it make sense to play two cheap running backs? from the same team plus defense and pay up in other positions, assuming they share hundred percent of the snaps. Is that too much negative correlation? Well, I'm going to say what I normally say. It depends on the lineup. 
the lineup projects well in his own properly, you're perfectly fine. But typically, typically two running backs are, are tend, tend to be negatively correlated with one another. But in a 1,000 entry GPP, if the projection is there, then who cares? The negative correlation isn't going to hurt you all that much. But like I said, it, depend, it depends on the line. Uh, Max Coach says, Blender, now run the skinny stack with Dak. Let's say, okay, let's, let's run the skinny. Okay, you want to do that? In the, sa- in the same ownership range. The problem with doing the skinny Daks is that if we don't limit the ownership, we're going to get lineups that are just like almost cash lineups, right? So let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. For you. I mean, obviously, you could sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, use Lineup HQ, click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first, your first month. So let's run that. Okay, so we're going to run the skinny stacks. In that same range, Right, so we're looking at 90, you know, somewhere around 144 to 146 type of projection, 90, 80 to 90% owned total. So I already have the skinny stack set up in my stack settings. Let's run 20 just to make it easy. I was running 150 before. It was taking too long for the purposes of this show. I normally run a lot more lines. Let's take a look. Let's take a look, see what do these projections look like? 145, okay, we're getting similar. Right, not dramatically different, right? If we take a look at our saved lineups, our first uh, 145 at 92, 145 at 91. Here we're getting 145 at 89, 145 at 88. Like it's close, 145 at 82. Okay, that's pretty good. Right, so let's get rid, let's get do the same method as before. Get rid of any lineup that is lower projected and higher owned. Uh, let's see, 89, 88. Can anything beat this 82 lineup? It's 82.7, 78. Okay, that isn't bad. Okay, so we got a couple, right? Right, especially this 82 one is pretty good. So let's let's save these. Save this and all lineups below. Let's go to our save lineups. And let's do the same. This, let's use the same method as we did before, right? By eliminating lineups that are higher owned underneath. So like this 91 lineup, get rid of. 82, get rid of this. Get rid of this. 78, get rid of this. Okay, now we're, now we're down to five lineups. There we go. Here's a Dak Prescott double stack. Here's a Dak Prescott single stack. Here's a Dak Prescott single stack. Here's a Dak Prescott single stack. Dak Prescott's actually they yeah they project even better at the same ownership. We got rid of that. We got rid of all the, the the we got rid of the Matthew Stafford lineups. So yeah, so that so it seems as if it's easier to build Prescott single stack lineups. That may, that have around that ownership than it is the doubles than it is the double. I mean that makes sense. But if you wanted to build some doubles in this range, you could, right? I mean, we got rid of the, we got rid of the ones that we saved. Here we go, and you can still play Devonte Adams in the lineup, right? Devonte Adams. What's the run back? You have DJ Moore, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba, Chuba, DJ Moore. You have David Montgomery in this lineup. Look, you even have Montgomery and Adams, but that's primarily because of Corey Davis right here. 
right? You have some low owned at Edmonds and Gibson in here. Gibson, there you go. He's Gibson at 2%. I think he's not, he's not going to be 2% owned. That's why I said, don't, this is based on the numbers that we currently have, not the ones that are going to probably be better when they're updated. And there, this, this is how you could use lineup HQ to do research. This is the, re, this is DFS research. Lineups, not players. Instead of spending all the time looking at stuff that the, the, the numbers that are here are already, they're already taking into account. Figure out what types of lineups were single stacks here, double stacks of this. That, so when people ask, it's like, oh, uh, can you double stack Stafford? Do you have to double stack Stafford? Well, run the lineups and see. Are there lineups that are competitive with other lineups that you, there may not be as many, but there gotta be some. Uh, Ruben says lineups, not players and projection versus ownership finally made sense. Yeah, yeah, once you get it, you get it. Once you get it, it's not complicated. You have to get outside of the mindset that you're trying to predict outcomes and trying to pick players or whatever. I'm just trying to build them. I'm just trying to build lineups that have the highest projection for the lowest ownership compared to the rest of the field are going to put into the, into the contest. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Oh. DJ dog. I'm happy with how I played last week. Variants didn't quite go my way because Hill and Brown missed touchdown passes, but I'm in the right direction. I'm happy with, with my game. This stuff works. Yes. It's, it's math. I'm, I'm basically teaching basic math, mathematical concepts at least, and the blunt way of doing stuff. Right. So you don't, you don't need, you don't need to learn Python or get our studio or do, do anything complicated. Like you can be direct. You can be directionally accurate enough using these types of methodologies, as long as you understand the concept. Once you understand the concepts, you could build God knows how many lineups do you want, any types of lineups, any types of contests, any types of players. Well, should I play this guy? Well, it depends on the lineup that he's in. I don't know. I don't care about players. I care about lineups. So hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. So give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thumbs, waving the thumbs until I get them. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back later tonight. Me and STL Cards, Justin Van Zoon, will be on for the, for the showdown, the showdown show, the pre-lock show. That's at 7.30 Eastern. And we got tons, we got tons more content on the YouTube uh, coming up, as always, for NFL. Tons of shows. And, uh, and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, right? We could do more of this. I got some MMA stuff maybe to show you. We got the, obviously, we could go over results DB and showdown. Anything you want. I mean, I've showed this type of stuff over and over again, but uh, sometimes you just have to beat it into people's heads, right? Sometimes you just got to do it. But that's what I do. That's what I do here. Answer your DFS strategy questions Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern for the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.